It's the Sunday Chronicle on Stax 92.1. It's the Sunday Chronicle. We gon' give the news and keep you up to date. From crimes to the politics, you gon' know what's up around your way. We give two thumbs up to everyone out here doing their thing. We gon' show men love to all the ones working hard in communities. It's the Sunday Chronicle. Good morning and welcome to the Sunday Chronicle. I'm your host, Giannis Jackson, coming to you from Stax 92.1. This is the platform for the community because community knows what community needs. Uh, Thank you so much for joining me again today. I'm so glad my listeners are here. Um, I am glad to be here. It's a great day and I have a special guest. Again, all my guests, they are special and they are doing things in the community and um so judge Kristen simmons i want to make sure i I pronounce every or pronounce everything right get every syllable i want to do all of that and i want to make sure we highlight the things that you have been doing in the community i would like to talk about your appointment to the seat some time ago by Governor Whitmer and just we got so much to talk about thank you thank you for being here in the midst of your busy schedule and and, um, just introduce yourself and tell the people a little bit more about Kristen what's behind that and I hope it's okay if I call you Kristen oh completely (laughs) fine thank you Giannis for even inviting me yes yes Um, it's wonderful to be here and just to have an opportunity to engage more with the community Um, and yes you, you pronounce everything correctly as okay, good, uh, good. Judge Kristen Simmons. Yep. Okay. And and so tell me a little bit about um, what you're doing now in the community. I know you are uh, running for your judicial seat. You are the incumbent, meaning that you are presently in that seat, correct? correct. That's correct. And so um, I've been in the seat since 2019. I okay. was appointed by the governor, as you meant, mentioned, uh, maybe four to five months before the pandemic, before the shutdown. Oh, my. Yeah. So, so that was interesting, I bet, huh? It was very interesting because I took the bench uh, the first week of October. I was appointed in September 2019. I took the bench the beginning of October. And then, you know, I was learning my job. Mm -hmm. And with all of that comes, you know, you have to plan some other things. Like you got to have an investiture, which is like, you know, your ceremonial celebration of you taking the bench and people come out and celebrate you. Oh, is that when all the judges come in and it's like this big judge party? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I actually have to attend one tomorrow for and the another black woman judge, uh, Judge uh, Stephanie Dawkins Davis, she's oh, being nice. appointed. She's been appointed by our president to uh, the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals. So that's a federal court of appeals for our jurisdiction. Nice. So, so do you have to be a judge to go to the judge party, or can press come? No, press definitely should come. Any you, the community comes. That's oh. what it's for. The judges just they come in with their robes to you know honor another judge joining them, but. But it's definitely an event that's for the community. Oh, I would love to do that. So do other people come dressed up in robes if they're not judges? But uh, they don't. They don't. <laughs> I'm just, I just I would want to see the look on everybody's face like, hey, how you guys doing? So yeah. anyway, yeah, with yeah. that being said, so with women, there is a movement. Right. And I'm so happy to see it. And when you were appointed to that seat, tell me how that made you feel. 
you know, if I can even back up a little bit before them, because it was an overwhelming feeling, even as I sit here today, I'm still overjoyed, thankful, humbled about it. But if you think back to 2018, the beginning through the middle of 20 or the beginning to the end of 2018, we had no black woman judges Hmm. in Ingham County, zero. And obviously we had had one before, uh, Judge Nettles Nickerson. um, And ever since then, we had never had another black woman ascend to the bench in this community. And then uh, Judge Ward, Judge um, Dunnings, and then Judge Stokes, they all took the bench around the same time. So, you know, Judge Ward and Judge Dunnings ran their election. They ran wonderful elections. And then they took the bench in January of that year. But in, I think, November, December of 2018, um, our previous governor appointed Judge Stokes. Okay. So she took the bench. And so now we go and we're all out and we're in the community celebrating these black women who have worked hard to ascend to this bench. And um, I don't know if you're familiar with um, attorney Teresa Bingman, but she always says yes, how I my know. husband, Spencer Simmons, he was at, uh, I think it was Judge Stokes investiture. And he was just so intent upon, I need to get all three of the black women judges in one picture. Like I need to get all of them. And, and she said, I laugh because little did he know in a short time period, God had something, you know, in store for you. I didn't know. I think at the time, because I was late to the investiture, because I was up north. Oh. Um, I worked at the attorney general's office. Okay. And I had to travel around the state for, for court. So I was coming back in like snow um, from up mm-hmm. north. So I was running a little bit late. So every time I hear that story, it's just overwhelming that I didn't even, I had no no clue that I would be the next person to ascend to the bench in this in this county. So it's been a wonderful experience. Um, it's been um, enlightening. Um, it's been encouraging because I just feel like I have the ability to make so much more impact. How does it feel to be a history maker? It feels, you know, I don't even look at it as that, but I guess it does. I mean, it, when I... Oh, you're making history. Th- this moment right now, I mean, you're a history maker. You are a trailblazer. And, and just think about it, you know. We don't want to downplay that. I mean, think about the black women judges on the bench within any Ingham County, within Lansing. Yeah. It's a mantle that I carry with great pride, mm-hmm. um, but I, I, t- I carry it with care because anyone who knows me... Um, if you contacted any one of my past employers in the legal profession, they'll tell you, you know, I took or take great uh, passion in the work that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, it's just a wonderful experience for me to be able to give this level of, ex- of, of service to this community. It's wonderful for me to be able to inspire so many. I mean, you know, I had this event this week and a, a young lady, she stopped by not because she wanted to do karaoke or to meet or greet. She said, I follow you on social media. I just mm-hmm. wanted to meet you. She took a selfie and she had to run. And those moments like that, it's like, wow, I guess I'm making, you know, impacts in ways that I don't even see visibly. Mm-hmm. Um, but just to be able to inspire other people. I just remember growing up and I didn't have the, per- the ideal person that I could look up to. Um, and I like to be that for others. It's inspiring. Judge, it's so inspiring to look up at that website and see someone that looks like me. I'm going to say that because, I mean, I'm, I'm almost to the point like I'm in tears mm-hmm. because to see that, right. um, to see little girls, they're, they're going to see you and they're going to know that they can do that same thing, right? 
And so this is not tears of sadness. These are tears of joy because we've overcome such a huge hurdle Mm -hmm. and we could choose to focus on the negative. Right. We could say, well, there are only so many such and such and such. But no, look what it took to get there. Right. And you probably could have thought that moment you were taking, you know, your oath. Just think a few months prior. I mean, did you have any idea that you'd be there? I I don't think I've ever cried more than when I got the call that I was getting the appointment. So it was not something that I anticipated. Um, I didn't know this was on the horizon. It was a goal that I had mm-hmm. for sure. Since I was younger, I want to be a judge. And so I patterned my life and my practice that way. But I just didn't know it was going to come at the time that it did. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned, you know, that, you know, us overcoming and that we are still overcoming. I mean, you got to look, we just got our first black Supreme Court justice, plus black woman, Supreme Court justice. And so we're still overcoming and we're still making impact and and glass uh, ceilings are still being shattered. Um, And we still have more work to do. Yes. Yes. Um, But it is it is a beautiful thing. And I'm just so honored that God chose me to be a part of that movement. Well, it's great to see so many people working together. And I wanted to ask you a little bit about your um, interest like in law like what is the area that you're interested in um as far as uh your expertise so to speak is that the right question i hope i worded it correctly right so well my practice was pretty diverse i started off actually doing criminal defense um and at the time we didn't have a public defender's office the way it worked was the uh a county had a more of a list and you would be in your own private practice and you could get placed on that list. So I did criminal defense that way. Um, and then I did some family law because I ran a clinic at LCC. Oh, okay. And so um, that was in partnership with uh, Legal Services of South Central Michigan so that we would provide just some basic level family law um advice to people who are trying to maybe go through divorce nothing major because the goal was to to educate some students that I was mentoring okay so so you gravitated more towards the family law family I only did family for a little bit now what and I ended up going more into civil so okay. um, right I ended up going more into civil and that um, manifested after I was at the city attorney's office still again doing some criminal because I had to be a, a district court prosecutor at the city attorney's office okay. but if anybody knows anything about the Lansing city attorney's office you are going to be a, a jack of all trades because okay. you're moving a million different directions in one day. You know, one day, minute you're in court, the next minute you're up in counsel writing an opinion or giving an opinion. Um, and then we had civil litigation, you know, that you have to represent for the city. And when you say civil litigation, is it thing like uh, parking tickets and those sorts of things that people appear in front of you So, for? so, So those are still... Parking tickets and um, those are traffic violations. Those traffic. are still filed under the criminal code. That's under um, criminal right, right. Okay. So, though, but civil litigation would be anytime you're suing a pers- a party or a person sues someone for money, like evictions um, and things. An eviction would fall in a category of civil. Okay. Right, right. And and before I went to law school, I was an eviction paralegal. Okay. Uh, okay. So um, I did evictions, but I did I represented banks. So it was during the time when there was a lot of foreclosures and we were liquidating properties. Oh, okay. um, but evictions would be a form of similar or it would fall into the civil category okay um but you know civil litigation meaning you know you get in a car accident um and you want your car fixed and you the 
the insurance doesn't want to pay, you got to sue the other person. Okay. Yeah, that okay. would be civil, you know, or you had a dispute with someone and they owe you some money, you know, and so you okay. want to sue them. Even small claims would be, you know, things that you see like on TV. Like, like on People's Court? Exactly. That's what I was thinking. That's all I small claims. Music, like, nah, nah. Exactly. <laughs> That's all like small claims, civil matters. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And is that is that the area that you're over now is civil? Well, in our district court, so our district courts in, in uh, Ingham County, we do all areas of the district court. There are some courts in the state that separated. So one judge probably is only doing uh, traffic offenses while other judges are doing civil. We have to do it all. There's oh, only four okay. judges in wow. our bench. Um, we have a magistrate that handles all of our um, small claims. Okay. And then we will take small claims appeals. So if you appeal her decision, it'll come to one of the judges. And you're at 54A. And 54A. that's the city of Lansing. Lansing City. Yep. Ingham okay. County. Okay. Correct. All right. And so in district court, we handle um, small claims matters, all civil litigation up to $25,000 in controversy. Okay. So that just means you can't sue for more than $25,000 oh, okay. here. Okay. If you need to sue for more than $25,000, you have to go to the circuit court. If you have a case where there is a federal question, meaning that you're you're seeking remedy under the federal law, okay. um, or you get jurisdiction, diversity of jurisdiction, meaning you've got people that live in you live here but the other person maybe lives in another state you can you can file you can seek to file your your civil lawsuit in the federal courts then Ah. Um, but for our purposes in in actions that took place within our jurisdiction under twenty five thousand dollars they file them in in this this district court in our jurisdiction we also handle all criminal matters so all criminal matters in michigan start in the district court and so felonies would start there and we would have them up to preliminary examination which is a hearing where we determine a level of evidence that meets the standard of probable cause and if that we find sufficient probable cause then the judge will then send the case to the circuit court for their their trial we don't hold felony trials in district court okay now we we handle um misdemeanor criminals all the way through the trial stage Wow. And I have so much respect for you because I feel like I'm back in grad school right now. I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a I'm lot. And then we do landlord tenant. Wednesdays, yesterday was strictly landlord oh, tenant. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. With that being said, I want to talk more about this, but I want to shift uh, to your personal endeavors and some of the things that make you tick. But first, we're going to take a, a small break. And I'm going to remind my listeners that this is the Sunday Chronicle heard here every Sunday morning on Stacks 92.1. I'm Giannis Jackson. This is the platform for the community because community knows what community needs. And we'll be back after this. At Lansing Community College, I'm learning for my future. LCC offers one and two year pathways to careers in healthcare, IT, manufacturing, and other professional trades. More than 500,000 professional trades jobs will need to be filled in Michigan by 2026. So I know I'm learning for a great career. I belong at LCC. You belong here too. Visit lcc.edu slash you belong and enroll today. I'm the type to dance to her very own beat. Ask me where I am, probably somewhere singing. Around my way, they call me Jingle Queen. Because I sing about everything. I just do it, Nike. Have it your way, Burger King. Snap, crackle, pop, go Rice Krispies. Maybe it's me. You should call me. 
Do you own a timeshare? Well, face the facts. You made a mistake. You made a bad purchase. A timeshare is not an investment. It's a money pit that continues forever. If you use your timeshare, that's great. But if you don't and you want to legally get out of your contract, call my friends right now at the Timeshare Exit Hotline. They're an experienced team of lawyers who help good people like you get out of a timeshare contract that they just don't want. Don't throw away your money on maintenance fees. Use it for things you really want. We can help you end your timeshare contract and stop the money drain immediately. If you are ready to move on with your timeshare, call our team right now. Cancel your timeshare now with a free call. 800-953-0866. 800-953-0866. That's 800-953-0866. And welcome back to the Sunday Chronicle. I am your host, Giannis Jackson, coming to you from Stax 92.1. This is the platform for the community because community knows what community needs. Today, I have a special guest here. Her name is Judge Kristen Simmons, and she is currently um, in the seat of, I'm, I'm going to let her say the exact title. 54A <laughs> District Court Judge. I'm an incumbent in the seat right now. All right, so she's the incumbent in the seat and she is running for office. Um, and what are, uh, who are your opponents that you're going to get? Um, well, we, I run in a pack. So, and ah. yeah, so there's two seats that'll be on the election uh, ballot this year. My seat, Judge Kristen D. Simmons, and then Judge Flores, Judge Tony Flores was appointed in April. And he did karaoke with you, right? He was okay. at karaoke <laughs> as well. Yep. Judge Flores was appointed by the governor in April. Okay. Um, to replace Judge Alderson, who had retired after 20 years of service. Oh, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. And then we have a third uh, person who is seeking or challenging is what we call it, the, the PAC, to try to get one of the seats. Okay. All righty. Now, the... The other judge that was with you, the third judge. Uh, judge Julie O'Neill. Julie O'Neill. Where is, is she? Uh, where does she in, reside over? She's, she's in 56, 56 district court. Well, yes. So that is the district court for Eaton County. Eaton County. Correct. Okay. Okay. So not far. Correct. So, okay. And she also is up for re-election. Oh, okay, so it's it's a lot going on, and I I just I I love the way you manage your time. But I want to ask you because I mean we don't know we're on the outside of it. Tell me a little bit about what judges do and and some of the basic do's and don'ts when you we run into you, Your Honor. Oh, thank you. So you know a lot of people always ask like, what do judges do? Or I've never been before a judge. We preside over cases. So whether it's criminal cases, which in our case in our court we do civil matters. Um, it could be a landlord 
tenant matter. Um, it could be a family law matter. It could be a probate issue, which that's what our judge uh, Shauna Dunnings does. Okay. okay. Um, probate matters, and she does you know handle some family uh, issues through that. Uh, but we preside over issues, meaning we hear we're like we're like the umpire in the game, so we can okay. make the calls. We, we call the we call the shots. We call you know the fouls, those kinds of things, and we make sure that the court rules are upheld. We make sure that people's constitutional rights are not being violated in the process um, and that we are making sure those cases are moving appropriately. Okay. And this judicial race is very sensitive, right? It's not like the race of a typical political candidate. No. It's not like running for city council. Tell me a little bit about those differences because I know it's very specialized. It's a lot diff- a lot of differences. I mean, we have different campaign rules. You know, uh, judges, we can't endorse okay. other okay. parties, but we can be endorsed. Uh, yes. But you can only endorse other judicial candidates. Okay. Um, you can't solicit funds or and donations as a judge. Now, obviously, someone on your committee can solicit on your behalf. Like a campaign manager. Correct. Okay. And they can do okay. those things. Or, you know, if we have a uh, you have to create this campaign finance, you can't ha- you can't be your own treasurer nor can you know your spouse be your treasurer you know there's a lot of rules um that we have to follow in guidelines but then also canvassing that's you know the typical thing when you're running Mm -hmm. for election well we have safety concerns yeah because we are sitting judges you don't want to knock someone's door and it's somebody you have on probation or you so know. you stand back is that is well that you just do? don't you you don't want to that those aren't necessarily engagements that it, they would encourage you to have mm-hmm. because judicial safety is a big thing yeah somebody was um i was at a door once and i uh it was some it was a judge running and one of the constituents says, well i'm not going to vote for them because they didn't get out their car and i was thinking i I said, well, I, I don't know. The judge didn't get out the car. Yeah. They, well, yeah. that's not necessarily knocking the door, but um, <laughs> I no, I I have had so many people say, "Wow, you're the judge, and you're actually knocking my door." Well, that's the whole thing. Yeah. That's, that, yeah. Yes. No. Yeah. That's not the same. Um, I try to be very careful. I mean, you obviously can get a list to find out whose door you're knocking. If that door, that, you, you know, right, if that right. name looks familiar, you probably want to not knock that door. Right. And even doors that you don't feel comfortable. I mean, you can still leave something like, hey, I was here, hope, mm-hmm. you know, reach out to me, that sort of thing. Um, but, you know, judicial safety across the country has been a thing. You know, I don't know if you all heard of or if you heard of um, there were some incidents on the East Coast where there was a judge who had presided over a case and the person who I think was actually an attorney or licensed in some capacity. And he appeared to our house. This was in the middle of the pandemic. Yes. It, and it was the man and his family. Yeah. And yes. killed her son. Yes. And shot I her husband. And it, um, oh, wow. Right. So judicial yeah. safety has been huge. And, you know, the, judicial safety even for women has been super a yes. priority yeah i mean we don't have any seminars or training that doesn't include a safety aspect so in this election season we have to also be careful about mm-hmm. that the other thing is that we can't judges cannot um endorse any political parties so we can't you know i get asked a lot like or are you a, a democrat or a republican we can't publicly endorse any party now right. a party can endorse me but that doesn't mean that that's a party that i'm endorsing we can't and do you're that. not and this is a nonpartisan race, correct. correct judges yes. are nonpartisan. Um, and i wanted to ask you you know with the with the slogans and things too you have to be careful with that right with your campaign correct. slogans yes. and um 
So how do you feel just being in the middle of it right now? Besides exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> I am very tired. Um, and I can, can assure you, I can't wait for this to be over. Well, but... she doesn't look like it. She looks fabulous. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I just, I'm going, going, going. And I think that I, I tend to do that anyways. I've always been a person that thrived when I had a lot going on. I've always been mm-hmm. someone that's involved in so many things. Cause you know, I am in this organization, that organization, but in the midst of this, I, I feel I feel good because I feel supported. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel um, as though the community that I serve see the work that I do, mm-hmm. and and they appreciate the work I do. I have had in this in this race countless people who I presided over maybe their issues or issues related to their family. One lady came up to me and she's crying because of, you know, the way that I treated her family when they came before me. And that's part of what, you know, my platform and strategy is, is that you, people should be treated with respect regardless. Yeah. Um, you're going to court on your worst day. And so I, right. you don't need to feel degraded or less right. than because you're there. Um, and you may not get the outcome that you want. That's not the goal. Right. It's not for me to give you the outcome that you want. Right. But for you to leave here believing that you were treated fairly, that you had an opportunity, uh, opportunity to be heard. Yeah. And I've learned over the years uh, a little bit more about uh judges and what they actually do um they uphold the law right and so there's a difference in just representing constituents and then upholding the law correct and we can't you know we don't we can't make promises about things which a lot of people can't politicians make a lot of promises Mm -hmm. about what they're going to do when they get there we can't do that like for me to say that i want to be a judge because i don't like the way xyz law is is contrary to what a judge can do mm-hmm. especially the district court we don't make law in district court um we uphold the law and we make sure and should be making sure that the law is apl- applied fairly and impartially yes and i know that those are um some your, your task with a lot it's a great responsibility because like you said uh the outcomes are not always what we get and and, and it could go for for both parties still not getting exactly what they want and like you said you know that's not what it's about upholding the law so so let's talk a little bit we'll shift a little bit before we we uh, wrap things up i just wanted to hear about a little bit about what you do in your personal time and some of the things that you're most passionate about i think the thing the thing for me that i think made doing the election so much easier is that I was already heavily inundated with the community. So mm-hmm. I'm passionate about community and community service. I'm a member of Alpha Cap Alpha Sorority Incorporated. I'm a member of the Lynx Incorporated. Uh, I am a member of Tabernacle of David, which everyone knows we do a lot of community service oh, yeah. there. Uh, but I also serve in the in, in the ministry, even as a judge. Some people are like, oh, you still serve on the praise team. Well, yes. Oh, you still, you know, are the choir director for the youth. Wait, wait let's stop. Yes. Okay, so you're on the praise team. I'm on the praise team and I'm the youth choir director. I'm not going to see. Sometimes I put my guests on the spot and ask them to rap or sing, but I'm (laughs) not going to ask you unless you want to do that. Cause I wasn't at karaoke, but I heard you can blow. Yeah, yeah. No, no, we're not going to do that today. We're not going to do that today. (laughs) It is Sunday, but you know, we we can do that another time. I'm just pulling your leg, but no, I I did hear that you really, really love to sing and you're very good at it. Was that your video around Christmas? Yeah. Holy night. Yes, that was me. Okay. 
I remember. Yes. I was like, oh my goodness. Okay. Yep. That yeah. was in the middle of the pandemic and my pastor, Larry Mitchell Trice mm-hmm. uh, Jr., he wanted to do something to celebrate even though we weren't able to have our normal service. So we had a number of the members do different um, presentations and that was mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was it was a nice experience. Well, that is good. And, and also our time is growing near, but I wanted to see um, if there's something that you would like to leave uh, with our listeners? Yes, I want to make sure that my service from the bench is one that restores the trust with the community. A lot of times people have bad experiences with the judicial system um, or they don't understand the judicial system. And so because of that, they have a distrust mm-hmm. of that. And the judicial system is not perfect. Right. Um, and right. what what on earth is perfect? Right. Um, but work is being done. And I think that changes are being made and people, the right people are, are being put into position to make sure that the system that we have is worked to the best capacity it possibly can. And so um, my goal is to help to restore that face of justice and um, the trust there so that when people come before the court, they they feel like, you know, I'm going to be treated fairly. I know that it's going to be the fair and impartial application of the law when I become when I come before this judge. Um, And then also to know that I'm a real person. I think yes. you mentioned that earlier. Like I, I go to community events. I knock doors myself. <laughs> um, I wear regular clothes. I know people see my pictures up when I'm looking like a judge. And I'm like, you don't look like that now. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm a regular person. Yes. You know, under that, I, I have human interests and I engage with human beings. If you see me in public, please talk. You know, I love people. And so I'm a people person. I'm a servant. I was sent here to be a servant. And I view being a judge not as a position of power but a position of service and so that's what I want to leave with the people and that is wonderful um your honor I thank you for your service I I thank you for being here and allowing people to see who you really are thank you and I thank you for answering that call that that very great call to to be of service to the community and not just in Lansing but communities um so we appreciate you and um we want to have you back and um I just I thank you for uh just your service and and keep going with your campaign I'm really um happy to see that there's been a very uh, so much integrity run with your race and those of the other candidates so um i just wanted to um give hats off to you all because it takes a lot to put your life on blast and sacrifice so much to be of service Mm -hmm. right and so we thank you because i know it can be thankless and and, and such but but we thank you my audience I'm gonna speak on their behalf <laughs> and say we all thank you and I um, hope I didn't take too much liberty but with that being said that time is here is more than near um, I'm gonna sign on off this is Giannis Jackson coming to you from Stacks 92.1 this is the Sunday Chronicle the platform for the community because community knows what community needs thank you and see you next time At Lansing Community College, I'm learning for my future. LCC offers one and two year pathways to careers in healthcare, IT, manufacturing, and other professional trades. More than 500,000 professional trades jobs will need to be filled in Michigan by 2026. So I know I'm learning for a great career. 
I belong at LCC. You belong here too. Visit lcc.edu slash you belong and enroll today. Have you ever met a single person in your life that enjoys paying taxes? No, no one does. If you can't sleep at night because you have a huge problem with the IRS, I've got some free advice for you. This service is strictly limited to individuals that owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes. And if you qualify, we can guarantee that you won't be writing a big fat check to the IRS or our services cost you nothing. The first 100 people that call today will get a free tax consultation worth $500. Stop worrying about your IRS problem. We can help you. We promise. Call the tax doctor right now. I mean right now to learn more. 800-668-2493. That's 800-668-2493. Let me tell you a story about Bill. Bill was a normal guy in his 50s. He had back surgery about two years ago. Bill was in a lot of pain. He dealt with his pain by taking the Percocets his doctor prescribed for him. Bill took more and more and more of them to help with the pain until one day the prescriptions weren't enough to get rid of Bill's pain. Then one day Bill found someone to help him get rid of the pain with illegal drugs he didn't need a prescription for. Fast forward to today. Bill lost his job and his family. The only thing he does have is his drug dealer. If you know Bill's story and you don't want to end up like Bill, call the Detox and Treatment Helpline right now to get away and get treatment. 800-210-7907. 800-210-7907. 800-210-7907. That's 800-210-7907. 